1: Welcome to Midday's Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, back in the Super Talk studios today, along with a rhino on this Friday Eve. What a great time we had yesterday at Cruising the Coast! That was a blast. That really was. Had uh, a great guest lineup, and as always, must extend my kudos. To the many here at the Super Top that uh, played a part in organizing and planning and orchestrating the event. I thought it went well. Appreciate uh, your efforts back here in the studio, Rhino. Of course, Scary Gary and Houston and Alex. The bosses even came down yesterday for a bit, checked it out. It was cool. We had a lot of fun. Uh, Being up there on the stage was the best view in the whole place because we could see all those just stunning, vintage, classic cars were in our eyesight, and they were really something. Now, if you tuned in yesterday, folks, occasionally you probably heard some really loud motors in the background. They were cranking them up. Uh, and moving them about a little bit, and one in particular, Rhino, I think it was a 67 or 68 uh, Camaro in that kind of metallic blue, uh, sort of a metallic sky blue almost color. Uh, somewhere between sky and royal, I would say, that sort of shade. But it had a supercharger and all sorts of other stuff stacked on the engine that was about three feet <laughs> out of the hood and when they cranked that baby up it was pretty loud and it moved about uh, I think repositioning but for all I know they could have been uh, demonstrating it because there was stuff for sale you could have bought those vehicles some some of them
2: both with the official auctions that they're holding and with just hey buddy how much you want for that one
1: (laughs) uh What a blast, though. And just to my left was uh, like a 1970-71 Cadillac Eldorado convertible. That was really cool. It's just nostalgic for me because I remember when you would kind of do a head turn when you saw those guys on the road. And parked next to it was a 57 Corvette that was in absolute mint condition owned by a lady there that was perched in her chair on the Biloxi town green and taking great pride. And I called out her vehicle a couple of times, and she heard us on the speakers there on the grounds and and uh, looked over smiled, and I gave her a little thumbs up. Because it was cool. What a great thing that is for the state of Mississippi. Man, oh man, it's incredible. Folks all over the place descending upon the Magnolia State from all parts of the country 47 states represented as of yesterday and I think six countries so they estimated about a hundred thousand in in the area visitors in the area now, a lot of folks a lot of people but so proud uh, to uh, bring middays the show down there and and uh, to have super talk participate in the event.
2: And if you're not familiar with crowds that big, like if you just don't get into the event scene, imagine you're in Oxford or Starkville or Hattiesburg when it's a big game day, when the rivals come into town or the number one team's come into town. They might have 100,000 people in town. Now imagine all those people
1: brought really cool cars with them. And that's the scene you have. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. And and these folks, as I said several times yesterday, but I think it bears repeating, they're just good people. That's the one thing you notice about people that sort of bond through a hobby like that, a common interest. They're just good, freedom-loving Americans that love these vehicles, love these cars. And, of course, cars are a big part of American history and American culture. And, uh, you know, we had... I would say they're a
2: bigger part of our culture than any other culture in the world.
1: There's no question. And all I could think about... Even uh, when
2: you've got countries like Germany or Italy where they they have these amazing engineers or these high-quality car brands, not as big a part of their culture as it is here.
1: They ain't into style. That's one thing, right? That's just... You know, that's. Uh, I think American cars. Well, it
2: depends on the style. I'm pretty sure. It, <laughs> is it China or Japan where they have the truckers that do the really weird and off the wall
1: trucks? That it's a it's style. Japan. Yeah, you you could call it a style. Yeah, uh, maybe. But I guess for me for me personally, at my age, and maybe there's probably folks in our audience that can identify with this. I couldn't help but think about American Graffiti, the movie. <laughs> And which was made, what, in the 70s, I believe, Uh, Ron Early 70s, I think, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, was based on American life in a Texas town, I believe, back in the 50s. 73. Okay. So, and you think about all the vintage vehicles that, and and they weren't that vintage as they are today, because we weren't that far removed, 15, 20 years or so. Yeah, it was...
2: Came out in seventy three. It was set in sixty two in South okay, California. Okay, sixty
1: two. All right, it California. I don't know why I was thinking Texas. Thank Modesto, for, California. I okay. think that's South California. Yeah, it is. I uh, had an old fraternity brother from Modesto, so uh, yeah. It, it, I what I, it's what it brought to my mind. I just think about Suzanne Somers and the White Thunderbird. Remember with a portal window in the back and and just the muscle cars and. The uh, the drag races and all that stuff, and then uh, also Greece a little bit kind of made me think about that. You think about how big automobiles have been in movie making, and we talked to Nina Parikh with uh, James Dean and the film commissioner about. Yeah, it just you you can't escape it. But you know these are things. And Clyde and their getaway car. Which toured for a while, I think. Right, the the bullet brittle, <laughs> uh, so I you know I hope and I'm proud that these folks preserve these assets. Just the 55 and 56 Bel Airs in front of me, they look like they were just made yesterday. I mean, every inch of it was perfect, and um, it's it's cool to see these people that take such pride in these assets and really do care for them. This is this is what private ownership this this is what it inspires. This is what it produces. This this is why it's so dangerous for government to stick its little claws and greedy sticky fingers in every aspect of our life. It's nothing can surpass individual ownership private property ownership i mean it's, you you can't i think fail to overlook that because you you miss out on what made this country so dang great these were inventions that came about as a result of capitalism and markets this is why other and also countries on the
2: on the idea of private ownership very few individuals if given those vehicles, would put the time and effort into restoring or keeping them up. Yeah. But the fact that they've invested into them,
1: they put the time and effort into upkeep and maintenance. No question about it. And this is, in my view, the bigger risk of this government dependency vision that Joe Biden has for this country – The money is a a concern, no question. You have to be concerned about that which is quantifiable. But it's more the qualitative aspects of his policies that are, I think, wield the most harm and destruction that we just have to be concerned about. Without private property ownership and the rights that are granted to us in our capitalistic society... What we saw yesterday doesn't exist. It doesn't ever come about. Why are they trying to tear that down and destroy it? I just don't get it. Uh, also, Michael in Brookhaven early this morning on the C Spire text line says, "Thanks, Super Talk, for the tickets. The Beach Boys were a little better." than expected mailman clayton rhino thank you and super talk so much for the beach boys tickets the concert last night was awesome that's what i heard we had better seats than people we met who paid a hundred and a quarter for tickets they did two hour long sets plus an encore 60 plus years and still rocking that's so cool really so cool glad you guys had a good time uh mo says that maybe it's india we're thinking about. I know they paint their cars wild colors in India,
2: but I don't think they yeah. add all the crazy extensions and bumpers and fenders and 70,000 antennas and lights and all that stuff.
1: Well, we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we've got Hank Burdine, board member with the Mississippi Levy Commission. We'll get an update on flooding in the backwater pumps. Middays, will be right back.
5: At Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online for fast and reliable phone and tablet repair. Learn more at BatteriesPlus.com.
6: You wanted it, and it's back. Vicari Auctions is returning to the coast for the 25th anniversary of cruising the coast. Four full days of auctioning lists. Mustangs, Cudas, Chevelles, Woody Wagons, all for sale at, at Vicari, Vicari Auction, October 6th through the 9th. Hundreds of the finest collector cars are expected to cross the auction block. And over 700 memorabilia items offered. Vicari Auction has something for everyone. To register or get a sneak peek, visit VicariAuction.com.
9: No-Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No-Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051.
6: Fellow here with a special invitation to join us weekday mornings 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. And now, onto the real part.
4: Dino Mike
0: on Super Talk Mississippi.
10: Sunday, Monday, happy days.
8: sky hello blue there's nothing can hold me when i hold you, you so right it can't be wrong and
1: all welcome back everyone middays is back with you gerard and rhino in the super talk studios today after a great day on the mississippi gulf coast for cruising the coast joining us now hank Verdine. he's the board member with the mississippi levy commission good morning hank how are you today sir
4: Good morning. It's gorgeous up here in the Mississippi Delta. These combines are throwing smoke everywhere trying to get these beans out. We've got all the corn out, and they're greasing up the cotton pickers. So we just need to get started around here in the Delta with the cotton harvest, and the grain harvest is really coming along.
1: Awesome. Well, last time I traveled through the Delta, Hank, was back in June, and gosh, the fields en route were all flooded. Underwater, the cotton, the beans, etc. Uh, give us an update on that. How are we doing?
4: We, we had a major series of uh, spring storms come through here, as we well know. Uh, a lot of them got replanted. Some of them through that swath that got hit really hard. Uh, we lost them for this year's uh, uh, crop, but uh, everything else is coming along good. The only problem we're having right now that's being alleviated. Of course, harvest time is at the low water season on the Mississippi River. So every time we have a high water event, the ports, the mouths of the ports going into the river seem to silt up a little bit. And uh, we got to spend money going in there and dredge those mouths so we don't have to light load these barges. We can go ahead and load these barges full to capacity and get them out in the river, get these grain bins down where we can continue to, to send this harvest to the river and get them on down to New Orleans and to the world.
11: So, right
4: now, we are doing pretty good. We're dredging Rosedale Port. Uh, we've dredged out to Greenville Port, so uh, the river business is rocking along. Everything. Hmm. Doing pretty good right now. We just back from Washington. They have the levee board uh, soliciting money to continue this MRT project along. We hope to receive about $380, $400 million next year. But a lot of water from St. Louis all the way to the Gulf of Mexico. Hmm. Now, the main thing we we, we we want everybody to realize and understand right now the, the problem we have during the springtime with flooding. And, of course, with our backwater flooding, we've got to continue to look at that. We're at a very crux time right now with the uh, EPA has been granted a until uh, uh, November the 30th to look at this uh, backwater project. The uh, American Rivers, along with the Sierra Club, Healthy Gulf, and the National Audubon Society have filed a lawsuit to try to stop this project. Even though in the hands of the EPA it is a new project, uh, they're looking at it, and we'll have until November the 30th to continue to review this project. So we want to thank our congressmen. Cindy Hyde-Smith, Roger Wicker, and Bennett Thompson have all jumped up to the forefront and really doing all they can to help the EPA and the Congress understand the necessity of this project. And uh it's a new project. We've got a much better project. It's got everything environmentally plus on the whole thing. So man, we, we, we really at the end run right now. We gotta get this thing pushed through.
1: Well, so these environmental activist groups that you that you cited there, uh Hank, have they actually filed lawsuits to, to block some of this? To to yes, keep they, us removed they forward?
4: Filed they filed a lawsuit back in January, and it's uh, it's in the courts right now. But what American Rivers and the rest of them—none of them have been out here. Mm-hmm. They're from they're from way far away, and they're a money-driven operations. And they say pumped, and everybody starts saying, "Oh no, <laughs> we can't have that." But what American Rivers—none of them understand—is that you got to look at also the environmental injustice that's going on down there. Without these pumps. 94% of the homeowners are minority homeowners. They're being kicked hard by not having these pumps. The The environment is being kicked. The wildlife is being decimated down there. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I think these environmental groups got to understand is they say, oh, well, look at the little pondberry down there, the pond berry bush. Uh, it's going to destroy that. Back in 2007, 2008, the core identified over almost 190 sites where the pond berry was flourishing down in the South Delta. Since we have not had those pumps and the flooding that we've had, because we've not had the pumps, there are only 65 sites left that has a pond berry growing on it. Pond berry cannot grow under 10 feet of water. Why can't these groups get their head out of the sand? (laughs) It's definitely not in the mud because it won't come up here and stick in the <laughs> mud for their boots. Why can't they see that? They just cannot and will not come up here to look at it on the ground and see what's going on.
1: All right, so yeah. let me get this straight. You're saying these folks, these, these activist groups, have, have filed lawsuits to block some of this, and they've never actually been in the area? They've never to seen it? To my
4: none of them have been uh Mississippi Wildlife Federation has been up here they're fully supportive of the project now uh Mississippi uh the, the the Mississippi parks everybody is full on board seeing what this thing does seeing what this new project does by moving the pumps by the capture of water quicker and by installing 34 low water uh supplemental
12: wells
4: during the low-water time that we are having right now to put water in the sunflower, to put water in the fog, to put water in the quiver. These types of rivers will sustain wildlife during low-water times, will help the mussels, will help the aquatics. Uh, In other words, these streams will dry up. Mm -hmm. Why can't they see and understand that simply because they don't want to? Hmm. They get more money by saying, you know, pumps, They're going to drain the wetlands. Bring your butts down here and look and see what's really happening. And then I would hope they would understand.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it's all financially motivated. I think you're probably right about that. Uh, But let's pivot a minute. So how's the harvest looking? I mean, you started out by talking about that. What are you hearing on the ground there from the farmers, let's say, this year relative to last year or prior years?
4: Well, I don't know that much about relative to last year. I know that we've got some mid-Delta farmers that got hit hard yeah. with the horrendous range that came through. But everybody else, you know, you're never going to get a farmer to say that everything's great.
8: Mm-hmm.
4: How's it going? Well, it could be better. <laughs> but they have a tremendous, a lot of them are having great yields. The prices are stabilized and are in pretty good shape right now. Uh once we get these beans out and the corn's out there whooping this dirt up, they're getting it rolled up, uh, they're getting their wintertime stuff put out that needs to be out, and uh, then get they, they're in pretty good shape. We don't need any bad rain systems coming through here now because the bean harvest, I'm going to say, is 30 40% complete, maybe. Now that's just me looking around. Yeah. Harvest is just fixing to get started. They're defoliating some of these crops and the cotton fields I've seen. are uh, Just they're, they're beautiful. I mean, it's just the Delta's rocking right now. Let's, let's hope it's going to keep on.
1: Yeah. Well, I yeah, I pray for these guys as well. As you know, that represents about 35%, uh, 36%, maybe even a little more than that, of our economy does agribusiness, and, and the Mississippi farmers are, are, are a big part of that the weather has been uh, somewhat devastating as it was in the spring, and I, I honestly, in driving through there, I I just scratched my head, and I, I'm not an expert on this subject, but how do they recover from that when you see that kind of standing water in the fields in June when they're trying to get the crops up?
4: Well, that's true, and uh, you are right at the crux point where, you had to get those fields dried out. You had to get what cover crop was on there originally, the corn stalks off, to try to replant and replant with late beans. Well, a late bean crop never does that good anyway. Yeah. So, out of those fields that you saw were not replanted this year, and hopefully we'll be able to next year. Now, next time you come up here, give me a call. I'll jump in the car with you. We'll ride around. I'll show you some stuff.
1: Love to. Uh, yeah, I absolutely would uh, enjoy. Uh, the visit and uh, sharing and, and learning from you with your expertise. Uh, I don't think anybody knows more about water, water movements, w- water trends, water risks than you, my friend. <laughs>
4: well, with my sticker on the car, I may even get you up on top of the levee and let you have a little levee ride and see what it's really all about.
1: <laughs> That'd be awesome. Hank, always a pleasure talking to you, sir. Appreciate you coming on. We'll talk to you soon.
4: Thank you very much. Goodbye. Okay,
1: Hank Burdein, board member of the Mississippi Levy Commission, has been our guest. We're gonna step away for a break right here on Middays. And when we come back, we got more talk. And then at 11.05, Brad Pierce, the Director of Cybersecurity Operations at Horn Cyber. This is Cybersecurity Awareness Month, is October. That should be fun. And we got a giveaway. Middays will be right back.
9: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 85. Tonight, mostly clear conditions, low around 63. A beautiful day for your finally Friday on tap. Sunny skies, high near 87. Friday evening, mostly clear, low around 64. And looking into Saturday, sunny skies, high near 88. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin
8: Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
0: Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com.
9: Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407.
1: Big Pop invites you to the Capital City Gun Show this weekend, Saturday, October 9th. Show hours will be 9 to 5. Sunday, October 10th. Show hours will be 10 to 5. There'll be plenty of buying, selling, trading, gun appraisals. All federal, state, local laws must apply. And this fall, we are adding football to the big screen to see. I-55
3: South, Elton Road exit at the Wahhabi Shrine Temple. Adult admissions, $8. Kids,
1: 6 to 11, $2. See y'all this weekend at the Capital City Gun Show.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. He wouldn't get into detail, but during an interview with Paul Gallo on Supertalk Mississippi Wednesday, State Auditor Shad White hinted that his office will make some important announcements over the next week. He told us our state spends a lot of money on important programs. At times, he's been asked to let them run and not get in the way oversight of those sorts of
8: programs is even more important because the program itself is doing stuff that matters. So we're going to see investigations and findings related to some pretty important programs here in Mississippi in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to have to use that as an opportunity to fix problems in those programs and the oversight.
14: Two individuals in two vehicles exchanged gunfire at the corner of Rodenburg and Highway 90 in Biloxi last night. An innocent bystander visiting for cruising the coast was shot in the chest. A second victim who's believed to be connected to the shooter is also being treated for a gunshot wound. I'm Kelly Bennett.
15: When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from C Spire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. C Spire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Every size business deserves top tier IT solutions. Visit cspire.com slash business.
1: Here on this TV theme show, Friday Eve. (laughs) Well, it doesn't work with the alliteration. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Appreciate, as always, uh, Hank, for coming on. Seriously, that guy knows more about waters, water flow, water challenges, water problems, water solutions. I don't know anybody else in the state that knows it, and and the Delta. I think he knows every inch, right? Personally,
2: and if I'm not <laughs> mistaken, he's a pretty doggone good duck hunter too.
1: I I've heard that. In fact, I think he's talked about that when we've had him on uh, during duck season. But uh, we are blessed to to have him in our state and on the show. We got lots of tax rolling in here on the C Spire Tax Line uh, this morning. Really appreciate. All of that, uh, Larry and Jackson says the old cars represent the freedom to travel freely, where and when you want. I agree with that, Larry. That's a good point. And you know, if you think about it, cars, vehicles—they start when your mother. Yes, you were born from a mother, not a birthing person, not a person with a vagina whatever the hell the Lancet called it the other day, to the hospital, mostly. Sometimes you don't make it, and it happens uh, without going to a uh, maternity uh, situation at a hospital. Yeah, midwives do still exist. They are
2: rare, but they do still have
1: jobs. But probably fair to say most that are tuned in, born in a hospital. I'm going to go out on a limb and speculate that. And then it was a vehicle that carried them home.
2: I would go a step further and say if you are my age or younger, you were born in a hospital setting, but you were probably born in a specialized ward, not just a hospital room.
1: Yeah. Both of my children were uh, born in uh, about the same time frame. So I, I think you're right about that. But then, of course... Those vehicles take you to school, take you to work, travel you around anyhow. It, it is a cool thing, and I do think to a great extent it is uniquely America, and I think that's what I enjoy about the show is it, it truly is a, a slice of Americana. James in Hattiesburg says, Hank has the best voice of any guest. I don't care what he says, just like listening to him. He should do voiceovers. He does have that sort of classic uh, Mississippi gentleman sort of accent, is the way I'd put it. Refined Mississippi accent. I enjoy it as well. It is very good. Uh, can I ride along with you? <laughs> And Hank Birdine, that gentleman knows as much about the Delta and the Mississippi River system as anyone, and all the waterways inside our state. I agree. And, of course, the fact that we have a Delta, because we are adjacent to the river and and the deposits thereof, is why water, and then the coastal waters, uh, water is important to this state, always has been, it's a big part of it. And controlling it uh, for the betterment of humanity and, and wildlife is what Hanks and the levy board are focused on. I mean, that's the bottom line. So anyhow, uh, we also had a rhino, we did a, let's see if I can find it here. We had, uh, there we go, a text on the C Spire text line that caught our attention while we were chatting at the start of the show in the first segment, celebrating and highlighting what is a fabulous event, I believe, for the state of Mississippi. But everybody doesn't feel that way. And some people, it just seems to me like, especially those on the left, they just don't like fun. You can't have any fun. It's their goal. To rid the country of fun. What the heck do you live for if you can't have any fun? And so I'll share the text from you. You're going to text here on the ceasefire text line unless you specifically ask us not to share it on the air. Just to understand it's free game. <laughs> We're going to share it. Now, we don't share them all. But we try to get to the vast majority of them. I, I feel like that we, uh, we are diligent in the effort there. But it's a lot, and it's, it sometimes can be difficult. Anyhow, this individual says Mississippi has the worst health care in America, population exodus, and a terrible opioid problem, and you're going on and on about a rich man's midweek vacation. Typical for a guy who got loaned hundred and eighty grand from his family in the 80s and acts like a success, success story on the radio, laugh out loud. Focus on Mississippi's problems, not what you're talking about. Well, there's a couple of things that I want to say in response to that. The first, I didn't see what I thought were a bunch of rich men down there yesterday. Now, you know... Looks aren't everything. You can't tell what somebody's balance sheets look, look like. I saw lots of families. I even talked about it yesterday, Rhino, that I was sort of encouraged and, and um, happy to see lots of, of uh, traditional families. Couples with strollers and, and infants and youngsters and uh, introducing them in many cases to this history. Because it's an important part of history uh, in America, for sure. But so I saw that. I didn't see what I thought were people that were, let's say, being transported in Rolls Royces with an entourage of servants being let out. You know what I'm saying? That's what I would perceive to be a rich man. I didn't see that. Well, the first thing is, it don't cost anything. That I didn't see anybody taking up money anywhere. I don't think it cost anything. So, That's just not accurate. Uh, Second thing is, I didn't get loaned $180,000 from my family. My family didn't have $180,000. It is true. And I'm honest about it. My in-laws had a piece of property that had been passed down through generations. They were a very modest means. My father-in-law sold cars at D Chevrolet, used cars. And uh, my mother-in-law was an accountant at Keesler Air Force Base. Salt of the earth. Fine people. Both deceased. And after 16 months of trying to persuade financial institutions, there were no investors back then, by the way, to provide some capital to start an entrepreneurial idea and being rejected and thrown out to the curb countless times... And I don't blame them. I was 27 years old, 27, 28 during that time period, had no assets whatsoever, just ideas and a willingness to make a go of an entrepreneurial vision, and got kicked to the curb over and over again, and was about to end my pursuit and move back out of state. Because I couldn't find really the work I was looking to do. It didn't exist in our state. That's a big problem now that I've harped on on this show. And I was about to pack it up. My wife, having heard and being aware of the challenges I was having, uh, pursuing this small amount of money, $189,000, relatively speaking, I heard about that and was just sharing these these stories with her parents, my in-laws, and they came forward and said, we had this piece of property that we would be glad to deed and provide the deed to as uh, collateral. So I borrowed the money from a bank. It was secured by this piece of property that just happened to be passed down through generations. Old Biloxi family, my father was. My father-in-law, excuse me. So... The uh, I don't know how many people, and I'm, I'm not trying to boast about this, but I don't I don't know that there's a lot of people that would say, yeah, I'll I'll take in laws, I'll take your life savings, which is in that property. That's that's a generational piece of property, and I'll go put it at risk. And if I fail, you're out. You got nothing. So I just want to clarify that with this person. And finally. This is an opinion show and we can talk about whatever the hell we want. We don't exist necessarily solely to focus on what you want to talk about. If you do, go get your own show. Nor are we compelled to focus on Mississippi's problems, which we do all the time. Good grief. Have some dang fun. Celebrate success. That's the best thing you can do to address problems. I'm getting fired up. we got to take a break right here. We'll come back with more talk, and then we're going to talk cybersecurity after the news break at 11. Stay with us.
10: it's a sale over four decades in the making Miskelly's 43rd anniversary sale get up to $300 off our everyday low prices plus take 60 months to pay with no down payment furniture trends have changed a lot since 1978 but Ms. Kelly's never goes out of style stay on trend and on budget with this amazing anniversary offer up to $300 off plus 60 months to pay with no down payment at all Miskelly's locations
3: This is the opening Agri Market Report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange December cotton was down one forty seven to one hundred nine fifty nine. March cotton was down one twenty eight to one hundred six eighty nine. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans were down five and three quarters to twelve thirty six and a quarter per bushel. January soybeans were down five and a half to twelve forty seven per bushel. December corn. Was down two and a half to five twenty nine and three quarters per bushel. March corn was down two and a quarter to five thirty eight and three quarters per bushel. At the mercantile, December live cattle was up one thirty five to one twenty nine fifty seven. February live cattle was up one oh seven to one thirty four twenty five. November feeders up one twenty two to one fifty nine thirty five. January feeders up ninety two to one fifty nine seventy. And that is our Dow Jones is up five hundred forty one points, thirty four thousand nine fifty nine. I'm Vixen Williams, and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network.
12: Where has the Pioneer Audio Tour taken me today? I'll give you a hint. In my left hand, I'm holding a clump of soil, and its color? Red. I'm at Pioneer's R&D Center in Union City, Tennessee. It's the middle of July, and it's 98 degrees. I'm here to talk about the Corn Revolution. Pioneer's advances in genetics, breeding, technology, and testing. Now, normally when you think of corn, you think Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Nebraska, Kansas, the usual suspects. But Pioneer knows red dirt as well as black, with research centers, test plots, breeders, and agronomists outside what we traditionally think of as the Corn Belt. This way, Pioneer can develop local products for local farms wherever they are. The R&D Center in Union City, Tennessee. Another place that makes Pioneer, Pioneer. You'll hear more from me later. For now, let your local Pioneer sales representative hear from you.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Middays, uh, back with you, Gerard and Rhino in the studio. So I just got to continue this for a moment just to let you know, folks, Rhino re- did respond to this uh, member of our audience who who texted in that was uh, mad because we, we were focused on something positive and good and having fun with it and calling attention to it's uh, the cruising the coast, which is a, a great uh, event, not only showcasing these vintage cars, but the economic impact that it has. You, you can't overlook that.
2: Yeah, you got got 100,000 folks coming in that have at least the disposable income to get there, a lot of which have the disposable income to show cars and own these pieces of moving artwork. If you, of- if you don't think 100,000 folks... Coming from across the country and around the world to the Magnolia State to see what we have to offer to spend their money here isn't benefiting the economy of the of Mississippi, and therefore allowing us to tackle Mississippi's problems better. Yeah, I can't lay it out any better than that.
1: Well, the conflict in this individual's statement, where he said that you know Mississippi uh, is losing population, is that it's events like this that helped to increase our population. Literally had discussions with people yesterday who said, we've had people from other parts of the country who've come to this event and decided to make it their home. So that, okay, you, you call out a concern, a challenge. I agree. I've talked about it. Losing population, it's a problem. This is a way to fix that problem, to address it. But, but yet, you're demeaning it. You're being critical of it, talking to the listener here. So, Rhino responded on the text line and said, we were talking about what is considered the nation's number one car show, according to USA Today. They said it. Which just so happens to be right here in the Magnolia State on the Gulf Coast, called Cruising the Coast, and by extension, the private ownership of the cars being shown. Maybe if you get your head out of your rear, you'd understand how that is related to Mississippi. Absolutely right. Rhino's right. And then he also responded with the, the uh, calling attention to the 100,000. Rhino just talked about it. So, you know, I'm, uh, we're not going to apologize for that. I just want folks to know before we get off this subject, and I'm not going to apologize for, for my success, even though I guess this guy doesn't think I was successful. I don't really care what you think. I don't know what the the standard of measurement is for success. Uh, it, we got you, an
2: example right here on the Ceasefire text line, Dave from Manistee, Michigan. I moved here.
1: Okay. There you go. Uh, you know, and I don't know that I've ever met anyone who moved here from out of state who then said they hated it. Everybody I've ever met who once they get past the misconceptions that are driven by politicians, by Hollywood to a great extent, and they come here and they experience the lifestyle of the state and meet the great people, their minds are changed in a hurry. And they ain't leaving. Our, to me, our challenge is we've got to both organically and synergistically We've got to expand our economy so we keep more of our our talent that we're graduating from our universities and state. I see that as the number one task to improve our economic situation. I, and I, and I'm, this is nothing new. I've been harping on that for years. Uh, so that we expand our base of knowledge workers. So there's lots of different ways to achieve that. The good news yesterday from Secretary Michael Watson Fifty-five thousand new business registrations. He shared that we have already passed last year's full year of registrations. I see that as good news. I know anecdotally, uh, as being on the Mass County Economic Development Authority, we got more projects in the in the works right now than I've ever seen in my four years of being associated, being on the board. So, lots of good stuff. Got another example
2: on. from the C Spire text line, Ken from Long Beach. I got stationed here in 2008, retired from the Navy in 2017, and I'll live on the coast the rest of my life.
1: I love it here. Awesome. Awesome. And look, the coast has got it going on, big time. We we could, uh, the rest of the state, I think, could uh, take some hints and, uh, and and see.
2: The success of regional tourism.
1: No question about it. So, You know, I spent a career traveling around the country boasting about opportunities in Mississippi and raising a whole bunch of money. And uh, I'll also say to this person who jumped on me, I I secured a hundred, over a hundred million dollars in cash flow debt. No security to grow my business and to create jobs and wealth so that we could help other businesses. That's just capitalism, man. That's economic freedom. That's how it works. Not going to apologize for that. We got to take a break. When we come back, we've got Brad Pierce, D- Director of Cybersecurity Operations for Horn Cyber, should be a-
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson,
1: Super Talk Mississippi,
0: powered by your tree professionals at Beroni Tree Pros, online at baronistreepros.com.
13: As really I'm Pfizer officially asked the government to green light its COVID vaccine for kids ages 5 to 11. The
16: FDA has set the advisory panel review for October 26th. A ruling is expected after that, so between Halloween and Thanksgiving. It is a smaller dose. It is given three weeks
8: apart, and it could be given at school
13: or at pediatrician offices or in other places too. Fox's Lauren Simonetti: The U.S. debt crisis averted for now.
5: We have reached agreement to extend the debt ceiling through early December.
13: Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. According to reports a Senate aide says leaders there agreed to raise the debt limit by $480 billion. And 18 former NBA players have been arrested on charges alleging they defrauded the Leeds health and welfare benefit plan out of $4 million. America's listening to Fox News.
8: Morgan Stone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. We have everything for interior and exterior projects.
4: We have all kinds of stuff.
8: Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone.
4: That's right, Zeta.
8: I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. MorganStone.com
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The State Medical Association supports either a Medicaid waiver program or amending the state's Medicaid plan to ensure that more people have access to health care. Tim Moore, president of the Mississippi Hospital Association, says their groups are in agreement.
6: The CHIPS program is a waiver program. Okay. That's, it, it's a design okay. for or that particular population and then this would be very similar to that and then you'd have a design population that would fall into them
14: americans can handle the truth but when it comes to the withdrawal from afghanistan they're not getting it according to senator roger wicker he took to the senate floor to discuss the failed strategy saying testimony from our nation's top military leaders made clear something he'd known all along
6: president biden not only ignored their advice, which he has the power to do as Commander in Chief of the Armed Forces, but that he then misrepresented that advice to the American people.
14: For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
17: Typically, we here at Keep Mississippi Beautiful like to share positive news with you, but not today. Litter is on the rise in our state, and we need your help. Please put trash in its proper place and make sure you aren't accidentally littering items from the back of your truck. Protect the road. Secure your load, because trash blows. Do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org.
14: The average test ranking for the Ocean Springs School District puts it in the top 5% of public schools in the state. Mayor Kenny Holloway says public education all along the coast is strong.
3: It's a testament to uh, to the uh, the region, uh, the type of people who, who live down here, um, and the educators. I was on the Paluxy School Board
14: for
15: thirteen years.
14: Public schools in the Ocean Springs district have an average math proficiency score of sixty seven percent and reading proficiency scores of fifty eight percent. Human remains were discovered in Itawamba County on Monday,
18: according to WLBT. Two boys found the remains that Fulton Police believe to be Mark Cobb, a twenty five year old old man that was reported missing in january of 2020 the remains were found in the woods in the tilden community off of highway 25 south at this time no cause of death has been determined and the investigation is ongoing
14: for more information find us online at supertalk.fm i'm kelly bennett
12: what's my core value equity Compassion. compassion determination
13: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: everyone. Middays with Gerard and Rhino, guiding you through the middle of your day with Fax Fodder and a fine music on this. Friday Eve. Joining us now, Brad Pierce, the Director of Cybersecurity Operations for Horn Cyber. Good morning, Brad. Thanks for coming on.
19: Good morning, Gerard. Thanks for having me. You
1: bet. So, many may not be aware that October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. And gosh, you'd have to be living in a cave if you haven't uh, been seeing the almost daily reports, it seems, of uh, breaches and incidents that are affecting businesses and individuals and uh, with respect to uh, threats and, and um, penetration of networks and systems and devices and software. I mean, just the gambit, honestly, which is why it has gotten so complex. What, what are you seeing out there? I, I just don't feel like that customers or individuals, companies or individuals, are really ready and fully protected.
11: Yeah,
19: it's a great question Gerard. I think that you know really one of the one of the top things that we're seeing a lot of right now is is in the realm of social engineering. So um the concept of spear phishing uh individuals inside of organizations yeah. um sending emails coercing them to give up data that's sensitive um and and in some cases, you know, what we're seeing a lot of is what we call a permutated domain. And so a bad guy can go out and buy a domain and change one letter component of that domain name and then start a campaign um, where they're reaching out to individuals inside of an organization with an email address and domain that's very similar to something that they're used to seeing. Um, And, you know, one of the things we've recently discovered is that you know, a lot of these scams that are occurring, um, we'll see where uh, an accounts payable department and an organization gets gets targeted. Um, in one of the most recent instances, a uh, one of the the contractors for this accounts payable company was breached. And um, it was a classic business email compromise. They set up all the rules on the back end, kept everything under the, the view of the legitimate user's mailbox and started a conversation, learned all the dialogue, learned the business process, and then started subtly changing the business process, changing uh, addresses and ACH information on invoices. And the money was being actually sent off to a group of people that were what we call money mules that were under a whole different social engineering scam, a romance scam. So, you know, you name it there. I mean, these guys are being very creative. Um, You know, I was actually just kind of catching up on the most recent uh, breach of the Twitch streaming platform. Um, And while... They've said that there's no passwords leaked, that they did also specify that this was part one of the leak. So I can't help but think that some password hashes or passwords may hit the market here soon. And really every time that, that word list, I just call it a word list refresh. It just puts information in the bad guy's hands, um, you know, specifically related, related to password reuse. Is something that we commonly see. So an individual may work at a company. Um, their network password is the same network password they use for LinkedIn, for their Google Mail, for Twitch. Uh, and so when those things uh, hit the black market and uh, start making their way into dictionary lists and things like that, that attackers use to get inside or- organizations, I mean, it's, it's a domino effect that a lot of times is never traceable back to that breach, right? Yeah. It just you don't know how it got out there.
1: Yeah, and and so we're we're starting to see, uh, Brad, more organizations. I think Google even recently required two-factor authentication, two FA, and and that is certainly one technique to try to uh, avoid the the simple uh, breach that a, a hacker can employ by just using a password, which they could either guess. Or, or through the leakage, through to other other uh, penetrations and breaches. That, as you said, these things just end up on the market. Often, they end up in the hands of of uh, the syndicate overseas. A lot of times, from the Ukraine, and and there's just a, a well orchestrated uh, kind of underworld that uh, does all this for money. Is the bottom line? It's all exactly. about it's this all about right. getting money. So, two-factor authentication is something I assume that you would recommend e- even to an individual user.
19: Absolutely, I mean, I, I think um, that it's certainly in a, it, it, at this point it's a mandatory layer in the security stack of an yeah. organization and someone's personal dealings. Right. So, if you're using, I mean, you know, I, I think most banking modern banking platforms now require some sort of multi-factor authentication, um, and so you know, I personally use it for. Everything that I interact with online in personal dealings, and of course, my organization has that implemented as well. So, it's it's a it's a mandatory layer in the stack at this point for everyone. I think.
1: Brad, um, are you seeing that this rise in popularity of of phishing, in particular, is probably the main way that that uh, malware uh, invades, and and certainly not just malware, but ransomware, which is kind of a form of malware. It just seems like a lot of that is occurring because unsus- unsuspecting users think they're doing the right thing in responding and complying to these emails, which are nothing but phishing scams.
19: Absolutely. I mean, it is certainly – I mean, the human factor is is one of the, the, uh, the biggest factors in cybersecurity at this point. Um, you know, I, I think that there's a – there's a fair mix of of organizations that may be behind pace on patching to vulnerabilities that have exploits in the wild. I mean, we do in fact see misconfigurations and vulnerabilities that uh, that organizations lag on patching, uh, and so that Big certainly time. puts uh, puts them at risk, you know, for sure. But yeah, I mean, the human factor in this game is is one of the biggest plays. It certainly. Uh, Aids and assists in the propagation of malware, ransomware, and just, in general, social engineering scams uh, at business and personal levels.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, you. It, so speaking of patching, the one that comes to mind is the giant Equifax breach, which probably – Uh, leaked more Social Security numbers, maybe than any other breach in history, which are then used to file fraudulent tax returns and for unemployment benefits, Mm -hmm. you know the deal, which costs hundreds of billions of dollars, honestly, when that occurs. And Cisco, as I recall, they had a Cisco infrastructure, warned Equifax and said, you know what, you're behind, we know we have a flaw in some of our underlying code, but if you don't patch, you're at risk. And they ignored it, didn't take action
19: yeah and you know I one of the things that i, I fortunately have an, uh, the opportunity to speak with a lot of c level sea level executives that may not be as technical but are really interested in just understanding more about what they should be doing and And one of my biggest words of advice is to you know take the time to learn your IT department, what they've got going on, and, and really asking the question, are we providing them enough resources to successfully yeah. do their job and protect point. our organization? I mean, it's just that, you know, the the budget for cyber, and we're starting to see that expand for organizations, and it has taken some time, um, but it's just going to have to be one of those things that are that are figured in every year and that organizations are going through routine, routine penetration testing and vulnerability scanning. You know, we at this point, it's a... It's a never trust and verify environment. Got to I mean, be a zero you know, trust. It, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah, and of course, at. what has tremendously complicated the, the whole discipline of protecting these IT assets is we got workloads in the cloud, we got workloads local, we got hybrid environments, we got remote workers, we got um, partners that access our systems, your data and those who access your systems, it's not just like the old days when it was a a data center where everything was kind of under lock and key and a few cables strung out to some terminals or PCs all under one roof. You could kind of secure that. You had one sort of egress, ingress point. That's gotten so complicated uh, that the, uh, the idea and the practice of security is way more important than it ever was.
19: Yeah, I mean, the, our network infrastructures and, and, you know, since the pandemic, our, our workforce has become very detached and distributed. Yeah. Um, which, you know, obviously adds a layer of complication. And, um, you know, I, I think that most organizations were partially prepared i mean video conferencing and voice over ip phones and those communication channels had already reached a point for most organizations to where they could be distributed yeah. fairly easily yeah um but you know i think that it, it really when you disperse a workforce like it has been dispersed i think that it's hard for organizations to manage those assets no once they're out of the building.
1: No question. So the point is you need to probably increase your budget, and you're so right. Make sure your IT staffs have the resources they need, have the, have the ability to procure the assets they need. Otherwise, the cost on the back end is a whole lot more. Brad, we appreciate you joining us today, man. That was good stuff, and uh, look forward to having you back on again soon. Have a good day, sir.
19: Yeah. Thanks so much, Ron.
1: We'll be right back here with Middays. Stay with us. we got a giveaway.
7: i'm
13: lauren mcgraw with god go i'm here to help you with your special events like picnics reunions or weddings we have many options of luxury restroom trailers no event too big or too small when you gotta go please call gotta go
6: 601-879-3969 you wanted it and it's back vicari auctions is returning to the coast for the 25th anniversary of cruising the coast four full days of auctioning bliss. mustangs kudas Chevelle's, Woody Wagons, all for sale at at the Cary Auction. October 6th through the 9th. Hundreds of the finest collector cars are expected to cross the auction block. And over 700 memorabilia items offered. The Cary Auction has something for for everyone. To register or get a sneak peek, visit vicariauction.com.
8: Employers, are you looking for new employees spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard to find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford.
6: I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org, make a donation, and help change your life today. Speaking
17: to all men. If you're a stickler about your ride or your car looking just right, then why don't you take better care of yourself? Man Up MD is a concierge medical clinic, tailor-made for men of all ages. We offer convenient same-day appointments with personalized primary care and treatment plans designed for you to reclaim your energy and performance. Man Up MD can have you tuned up and ready for
9: rocking down the highway. Check us out online at menshealthms.com.
17: Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Check it out. Let's do in. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
19: Let's get on
0: with it. On Super Talk Mississippi.
1: We thank you so much for joining us on Middays. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this. Friday Eve. And it's beautiful weather. So oh, yeah. so glad that the weather's good for cruising the coast. That uh, Nothing better than seeing those... Those uh, waxed-up autos I was about shine. to say, it kind
2: of defeats the purpose when you have a nice, waxy shine on your car, and <laughs> it's,
1: it's cloudy. That was not a problem yesterday. It was beautiful. It's gorgeous again down there today. Looks like the good Lord's going to bless us with more great weather throughout the weekend. On the C Spire text line from the 662, this is Stephen from Greenville, says, Brother, you keep doing what you do best. Give Mississippians Honest Talk Radio I own a business myself and took me till I was 45 to get it. I'm thankful I did what I had to do over the years to prepare myself for the opportunity I have. I choose to live in Mississippi and I love it here. Uh, Thank you for that, Stephen, and I I agree with you, of course. Uh, You know, I believe that God has blessed us all with tools, with strengths, and skills. And it's my belief that And this is an opinion show, so I'm sharing my opinion (laughs) that God expects us to leverage and utilize and apply those skills and those tools that He blessed us with to the best of our ability. And I also happen to believe that the best way to achieve that is in a market based economic system from an economic perspective. And one where government doesn't intrude and doesn't control and oversee and authorize every aspect of life. And despite our flaws, our challenges as a nation and as a state, as we've talked about so many times, dang, we've done some stuff pretty good too. Do we not have to recognize that, take stock in that? But more importantly, and this is why we harp on the crap going on in our schools, don't we need to convey the greatness of that to our children, to our youngsters? What's the use of learning and educating and practicing and developing your skills and developing as a person if what you got to look forward to is this terrible place. This is why I oppose this constant badgering and belittling and trashing and teardown of everything about this country. It's happening in our schools. It's happening in our private companies. We, we shared the story of American Express, of all companies, who was disseminating materials and in part of their diversity and inclusion and equity training, they were conveying the message that capitalism is racist. Now they, they had, in the quarter that they rolled that out, they just made $2.9 billion dollars. <laughs> No capitalism, no American Express, you idiots. Good grief. Now, are there some issues in capitalism? Sure. Most of the time, it's crony capitalism. It's corruption. Are there more opportunities for corruption in capitalism? You know, a lot of people think, the left certainly thinks that's the case. I actually don't. I'm not sure I buy that. You look at, socialist nations, especially communist nations, you don't want to know where all the wealth is concentrated? It's amongst a teeny tiny few. And you want to see wealth gaps? Look no further than communist and socialist nations. That's where you see the greatest wealth gaps. The biggest issue is those at the bottom end of the income scale, they got no chance of moving up under those systems. That's not true here. I challenge anyone that says, no, nope, you just Corruption can't.
2: Corruption is so widespread in China that there's a common saying that, when translated, it, it roughly means I hurt everyone and everyone hurts me. And it comes down to. The, the people that sell the oil for cooking get it out of the gutters so it's it's improper and it's unhealthy for them and they and you go buy it when you get your your fried whatever and then you go home and you make noodles out of plaster and stuff and sell those to the person and it's it's this giant counterfeit economy that's holding up the bubble that is their their finance system and it's negatively impacting the billion plus people in China but the wealthy leaders don't care.
1: That's exactly right. Uh, thanks for sharing that, Rhino. And that's You know, when I listen to Joe Biden, I gotta turn to this for a minute. When I listened to Joe Biden, I believe it was Tuesday. I took one for the team there, I watched the entire speech. It was thirty four minutes of demagoguery. I watched the entire dang thing. We gotta find I ate the whole thing, the old commercial. I think that was an Alka-Seltzer commercial. And so I I sat down, and I, I I guess you could say I analyzed it and tried to summarize it. And by the way, the summary that, that uh, I drafted is going to be published uh, on the Supertalk uh, website. Uh, and it's part of Talk News, just an op-ed. But I guess what I'm going to say is, What I got out of that, one of the primary things I got out of that is he started lecturing about how we're lagging behind China, and he spouted all these statistics. Now, this is the guy, right, that says, come on, man, a few years ago, China's not our enemy, but – and I, too, share his concerns about how we've we've fallen behind from an education perspective, and and to some extent – uh, in pursuit of some new technologies. I've talked about this before. I, I believe that wh- whichever nation is the first to truly lead and apply quantum computing technology is going to dominate the planet. And I have concerns about maybe getting the behind or being in a race with China about that. But what's Joe Biden's idea of how to address the challenges from China? Be more like China? Correct. That's what I got. It's like, okay, well, surely he's going to say, we got to get government out of your life. We got to deregulate. We got, no, it was, we got to be more like China. We gotta give you free community college, we gotta give you free health care, we gotta give you free universal pre K. We gotta send you checks in the form of child tax credits, we gotta create this giant monstrosity of government programs. Oh, the hundred thousand people in the climate corps, and we gotta hire eighty thousand more IRS agents, you gotta send us all your personal financial data. I mean that's what he was and by the way, we gotta go tax the ever loving snot out of those dirty, greedy dad corporations except he once again rhino he 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 harped on the 50 corporations who produced 40 billion dollars of income and paid no taxes on it but he failed to state that but there's absolutely nothing in this 3.5 trillion dollar plan that changes the tax code that would cause them to pay taxes He said nothing. He offers nothing. No proposals. And I don't support any of those anyhow. Because what it means is that a corporation would no longer be able to reduce any income they made in a tax year with losses they incurred in prior years. Democrats and Joe Biden want you to pay taxes even when you lose money as a corporation. He offered no provisions to address that. It, it, but, unfortunately, the minions who lapped that crap up, oh, yeah, let's go make sure those corporations that make $40 billion pay their fair share. Well, they lost money for years. Amazon is a great example. Go look it up. He absolutely burned money for years before he ever turned a profit. That's called risk. That's called, wait for it, delayed gratification. Oh, my gosh. Oh Jeff no. Bezos, he's a racist. He delayed oh, his humanity. <laughs> but that's that's the kind of crap this guy spews. He has no idea what is underneath the covers with respect to taxation and tax policy and tax code. But yet he can stand in Michigan and say all that crap, and they just clap. Yeah, Joe's going to get them. He's going to get those corporations. But even if they did pay taxes, it's $10 billion. It ain't squat. Only about $6 trillion to go. <laughs> Unbelievable duplicity, and we're calling it out. We're going to take a break right here. Don't uh, forget, we got a giveaway coming up. I think we got Earth, Wind, and Fire tickets, right? I believe so. You want to stay around for that and more talk on middays.
15: RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington Pontoon Boats. All powered by Yamaha Outboards.
9: RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon. The dealership that's service built. I wish there was
17: a place where we could sample wines before we buy.
13: There is! Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes!
10: Get your purse, sweetie. Mostel oh. Jackson is seconding the competition with an all out savings blitz! Oh. You'll feel like you just scored a touchdown with the savings we're offering on every new and pre-owned Mazda in stock. Get 0% financing for 36 months on all new Mazdas. That's 0% on every new Mazda in stock. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new Mazda purchase. There will be no false starts when it comes to your credit approval. Our team of credit specialists are here to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade-in, bring it in, and we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. And buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. So come in today, because we're blitzing the competition and saving you bid at Monster Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our own new state facility is located at 5390. 7955 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mustofjackson.com. With your and so you'll you for details.
14: The state medical association supports either a Medicaid waiver program or amending the state's Medicaid plan to ensure that more people have access to health care. Tim Moore, president of the Mississippi Hospital Association says their groups are in agreement.
6: The CHIPS program is a waiver program. Okay, that's it, It's a design okay. for Mark. that particular population. And then this would be very similar to that and then you'd have a design population that would fall into them.
14: Americans can handle the truth but when it comes to the withdrawal from Afghanistan they're not getting it, according to senator roger wicker he took to the senate floor to discuss the failed strategy saying testimony from our nation's top military leaders made clear something he'd known all along
6: president biden not only ignored their advice which he has the power to do as commander in chief of the armed forces but that he didn't misrepresented that advice to the american people
14: for Super Talk mississippi news i'm kelly bennett
13: Oh, what
11: fun! Mistletoe Marketplace. Join us November 3rd through 6th for the 41st Annual Premier Holiday Shopping Experience at the Mississippi Trade Martin Jackson. As you may know, each year, Mistletoe Marketplace offers unique shopping and entertainment. We host special events throughout Mistletoe Marketplace that are sure to excite those young and the young at heart. Buy your tickets today to join the festivities. Funds raised through this beloved event make it possible for the Junior League of Jackson to host over 30 community projects and initiatives.
0: Midday's with Gerard Gibbert Welcome, welcome to our show on Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Midday's back with you. Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino in the studio today. We got a giveaway coming up a little later on in the program. Earth, Wind, and Fire tickets—they're coming on ten sixteen, I believe. But so uh, Rhino is the greatest producer of all time. Huge fan of the show. That from Greg and Nettleton. Ditto on that. Greg, appreciate you tuning in. He certainly is. Also on the ceasefire text line, talking about the individual who sent us a text, uh, bemoaning our <laughs> our calling attention in a positive way to the cruising in the coast event and the, uh, the the greatness that it is for the state of Mississippi. On the ceasefire text line, that person that is worried about Mississippi's problems probably believes more. Or bigger government programs are the answer, right? I know the president certainly does in all of uh, his, his horde up there. There's no question about that. Uh, great show on my way to cruising the coast now. God bless America. That's from Joe Cox in Brookhaven. Appreciate you texting in that. Have a good time. Be careful down there, Joe, on your way. Uh, you may have gotten this... Uh, Rhino, we moved to Mississippi 23 years ago from a neighboring state. I think you got that. That was Bill in Perkinson, which is not far from the Gulf Coast, just north of it. it says, I love the people, love the place.
2: Uh, and Andy from Madison on the C Spire text line came to Mississippi from Atlanta 37 years ago to work a six-month contract. I was amazed at all the beautiful, intelligent young ladies, and have been married to one for 35 years, and I'm currently raising two daughters here. God bless me from the day I arrived in Mississippi.
1: That's awesome. Appreciate that, and congratulations, and uh, thanks for making your home here in Mississippi. The friendly California commie sent us a message. (laughs) I don't agree with you guys on much, but that other texter is a total troll. You guys are honest about Mississippi's issues in addition to being proud promoters of the Magnolia State. Yeah. It's uh it's what we it's what we call balance. It's you know I hate I hate to I guess invoke one of leftist's favorite words, but it's it's coexistence, right? <laughs> you can you can simultaneously be cognizant and work to address challenges of our state, but be proud of its accomplishments. The same for the country. We never get that out of the left. Everything's bad. Everything's negative. Everything's falling apart. Everything's dire, dour, gloom and doom, can't have any fun. Even Fauci said, I don't know about that Christmas yet. But he tried to walk it back. It it made it worse. Well, that's not... (laughs) Oh, my gosh. If that guy would just go away, it'd be okay with me. I I don't think he helps. They're making a documentary on him, you know. I kind of want to make a Fauci waffle maker.
2: (laughs) Because I could get all those Fauci fanatics that got their Fauci ouchies to buy him up because they praise the guy like he's some sort of superhero. And I could get
1: everybody that doesn't really care for him because he waffles so much. (laughs) You know, there are people in this country that literally have signs, banners, shirts, uh, other items, novelty items, celebrating Father Fauci. (laughs) Lord of the lockdowns, Doctor Anthony Fauci. It's just incredible. So, but they're making a documentary. That is the case. That is true. I should say he's. Uh, I I don't think I'm going to watch that one. <laughs> Go out on a limb. I've seen enough of that guy. Uh, in the meantime, so a couple other things, by the way. Uh, Scott in Rankin County on the ceasefire text line. Delayed gratification. You need to hit the dump button for that one. <laughs> uh, Brandon from Corinth is talking about my analysis of Joe Biden's speech, where he he uh, absolutely ripped these corporations who don't pay any taxes on their gap income. Uh, excuse me, on their tax income, uh, which is. Zero. That's why they don't pay any taxes or below. But they produced a gap, a general, generally accepted accounting principles income. There's two. Literally, corporations maintain two sets of books: one for gap, one for tax. Been that way as long as I can remember. Uh, Just because there are differences in handling of certain, uh, in certain accounting treatment of certain transactions, such as depreciation, net operating losses, etc., and therefore these companies maintain two sets of books for that purpose. Anyhow, Joe's talking about that. He's ripping these corporations, but he doesn't have anything in the bill that addresses it. So Brandon from Corinth says, you mean politicians talk out of both sides of their mouths to win votes? What a shocker. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you there, Brandon. I I agree. China owns Biden, according to David in Pascagoula. David, of course picking up on uh, the guess you made, which was spot on there, Rhino, which was, yeah, we need to be concerned about China's advances on the planet, and we need to become more like China <laughs> in order to address that. <laughs> That's pretty much what he said. Does
2: that mean we want to have 21 states with uh, rolling blackouts and power outages?
1: It's unbelievable what they got going on there. This, this energy situation, we're going to talk about that in a second, has uh is a problem there is no question about it uh and yeah it it is something to we need to be cognizant of uh and or their
2: proposed three child policy
1: because you remember about a decade ago they relaxed the
2: one child policy and that didn't really help their birth rate so then they come out and say "Oh, we're going to limit it to three you can have three homes and three kids per the government
1: yep Sherry and Ruleville. <laughs> this person would probably not have said anything if it were a blues festival. <laughs> they, they celebrate. yeah Unhappiness, I guess, maybe is a way to put it. Oh, gosh. I started listening to this show when it was JT and Dave. That's what keeps me listening now because y'all express your opinion. I don't always agree, but I'm still listening. Yeah, I appreciate that. On the ceasefire text line, that's that's right. It's an opinion show, and we're probably not going to agree on every point. That's fine, and so we we talk, we sort it out, um, and and honestly, we try to stay away from from taking personal shots. And politicians, look, they're fair game. Uh, you sign up for that, but you know, I, I don't like to dwell so much on sort of ad hominem attacks but really rather focus on policy and policy faux pas in the meantime the president uh, he's having a little bit of problem uh, convincing the American people that he's the right guy for the job. even the left-leaning CNN and our good buddy Jake Tapper over there has noted a recent Quinnipiac poll We'll let him tell the story here. These new poll numbers, frankly, are brutal
16: for the president. In this brand new Quinnipiac poll, only 38% of Americans approve of how Biden is handling his job, compared to 53% who disapprove. That's the lowest approval rating Biden has had since taking office. Another striking number, only 39% of Americans approve of Biden's handling of the economy. 55% say they disapprove of the job he's doing on the economy. And when asked, is Joe Biden an honest president, 44% of Americans say yes, 50%, a plurality, say no. And one of the most damning results of all, more than half of the American people, 55%, say the Biden administration is not competent in running the government. 40% says the administration
2: Uh-oh. is. Uh-oh. 42% say he is. Uh-oh. Compared to 55% say he's not
1: competent. Uh-oh. Man, that's pretty – even Jake, he's a little worried there, you could tell, in uh, his analysis. And he should be. So, that does kind of give you some degree of of uh, comfort in uh, the discernment of Americans. Maybe the, the attempt to pull one over their eyes is failing. His handling of the border crisis – that's like way upside down. Sixty-seven percent disapprove; twenty-three percent approve. I'm shocked. You know, we said that when it was happening uh, in Afghanistan, Rhino. As you recall, that the images are powerful. What a person, a human sees, really does influence their positions and their opinions. Quite a bit. You can't unsee what happened in Afghanistan. You can't unsee what is occurring at the border. One of my
2: favorite quotes is children who have only known peace and children who have only known war have very different viewpoints of justice.
1: Good point. I agree with that. That's excellent. Uh, yeah, that breaks it down. Well, it's a problem, and we got to talk a little bit more about Joe's problems and going to break a little bit more down out of this ridiculous speech he made. 34 minutes on Tuesday. Time for a break here on midday. Stay with us.
9: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 85. Tonight, mostly clear conditions, low around 63. A beautiful day for your finally Friday on tap. Sunny skies, high near 87. Friday evening, mostly clear, low around 64. And looking into Saturday, sunny skies, high near 88. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
13: Better, faster.
3: This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. Agricultural Secretary Tom Vilsack has announced this week of more than one hundred forty six million dollars in sustainable agricultural research projects aimed at improving a robust, resilient, climate smart food and agricultural system. It's made under the National Institute of Food and Agricultural Sustainable Agricultural Systems Program. This program focuses on broad base of needed research solutions from addressing labor challenges and promoting land stewardship to correcting climate change impacts in agriculture and critical needs in food nutrition. And of course October is National Pork Month, and as we celebrate National Pork Month and how farmers and people feel when they enjoy authentic flavors of pork, for more recipes, go to pork.org forward slash real-pork to learn more. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News
6: Network defense wins championships and when growing cotton a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential so play to win with BullGuard 3 Extend Flex cotton it offers proven insect and weed control and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend crop system get defense that delivers without compromise learn more about BullGuard 3 Extend Flex cotton at b3xf.com always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions performance may vary late season weather is no match for preparation and planning
10: grow with pride all season long with delta pine brand cotton featuring varieties bred to tolerate high winds and freezing temperatures open balls and pick easily
0: with harvest aid products and defoliate for an earlier harvest with high yield potential strong is a legacy all its own protect yours with strong
5: cotton from delta pine always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions
19: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
15: Properly set all controls before recording. All
6: systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking.
0: Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
11: One Adam 12, one Adam 12, a 415 man with a gun. One Adam 12, no warrant. Lincoln X ray item.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Adam 12. That was a good show. Bumping us into this segment on TV theme show Thursday. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk Studios. So uh, Tim and McGee says, Gerard, you, you know I love listening to the show. You always break it down where I can understand it. All that other guy has to do is push the seek button on his radio. <laughs> That's from Tim and McGee. Appreciate that. Thirty-four minutes, that's got to be a record for the blunderer-in-chief, says Tim and Corinth. I tell you, though, Tim, I did, I watched it. I was out on my porch enjoying a sandwich after the show, tuned in, and there's Joe up in Michigan. I can't remember the town, it starts with an H, the name of the town, Howell, Michigan, or something like that. And uh, a rather sparse crowd, but gosh, he was just going on and on about how we've got to give tax breaks to the middle class. But what he fails to say is that he's really not talking about changing the tax code in such a way that these taxpayers would pay less taxes. He's talking about taxpayers who pay no taxes. He's talking about sending them money. How important it is we just... Take from this group and send it to that group. That is the solution. Oh, we're going to combat child poverty by putting money in their bank accounts. That's not solving any. (laughs) Exactly. And then you've got to send it to the IRS. That's right. He says, of course, that a bipartisan infrastructure plan will create millions of new jobs installing Electric vehicle charging stations, replacing lead water pipes, erecting power lines, and the whole gambit. But get this, he emphasizes that 90% of these jobs will not require a college degree. But then later on in the speech, he says we got to give away free community college because having a degree is essential to our future. Another example of these sort of oddball conflicts in leftist ideology. Does anybody else not see that as a conflict? Hey, look, the government is going to create these jobs. We got 10 million people won't go to work in now in the country. And so all this is going to do is make that situation even worse with small and mid-sized businesses begging people to get off the dang couch and go to work. But the government's going to step in and create jobs doing all this nonsense. Oh, but then we're going to give them money to go to community college for free. It's just a, It's a conflict. It's a contentious message. <laughs> he called for the U.S. to be the leader in electric vehicles, battery technology, green energy. I really don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with government intrusion and invasion of that industry and that market to such an extent that they basically control every aspect of it. And he honestly, he didn't say it directly, but he suggested, he implied that the petroleum industry has to just end. Now, if you've been at the gas pump lately, I think the average is up. Somebody texted in and said, I just paid 10 cents more today than I did yesterday. Yeah, I heard the same report on the business news this morning. The average in the country, I believe, is up to 330. Price of oil sitting at, what, 78, 79 bucks a barrel? And I think is scheduled, uh, many analysts think it's going to $100, $100 a barrel. But this is what's crazy. He takes no responsibility for that. Oh, it's got nothing to do with the fact that we've shut down essentially all the drilling and we killed, one of the first things he did, like day one, the pipeline, the XL pipeline, gone. 10,000 jobs.
2: 10,000 union jobs
1: good-paying union jobs. <laughs> and that's the other thing I wanted to point out. Every time he said the word jobs in his 34-minute speech on Tuesday, it was preceded with the word union.
2: Well, he was he, speaking at a union, so...
1: True, in Michigan. But the only way he get a crowd. <laughs> it's true. He has no respect for whatsoever for any job in this country i think in any industry in any occupation which is not a union job he doesn't believe in the free market of labor in that respect time for a break here we got super talk news fox news coming your way more talk and a giveaway some earth Wind and fire tickets stay with us
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601 345
17: 8090. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. It needs to be voted on, but there is a deal announced in the Senate to avoid defaulting on debt by raising the nation's borrowing authority by $480
16: billion through December 3rd. Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. The Senate is moving toward the plan I laid out yesterday to spare the American people a manufactured crisis.
17: This gives Democrats more procedural time to raise the debt ceiling on their own, which is what Senator McConnell wants. Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine is now submitted for emergency use approval for kids 5 to 11 years old.
16: Their data purports to show children developing robust coronavirus immunity with two rounds of a lower dose vaccine. Pfizer's vaccine is only approved for ages 16 and up. It's currently authorized for emergency use in kids 12 to 15. The FDA's vaccine board will discuss it on October 26th. Fox's Evan Brown.
17: President Biden's on his way to Chicago to tour a construction site and talk about workplace coronavirus vaccine mandates.
6: America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security. 601-898-3105. Call today. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to EatBasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils.
1: The Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last Minute needs for a party. We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over a hundred and fifty years of experience at the Rogue, serving Mississippians.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. He wouldn't go into detail, but during an interview with Paul Gallo on Super Talk Mississippi Wednesday, State Auditor Shad White hinted that his office will make some important announcements over the next week. So we're going to see investigations and findings related to some pretty important programs here in Mississippi in the next
8: couple of weeks, and we're going to have to use that as an opportunity to fix problems in those programs and the oversight.
14: Mississippi's congressional delegation is backing the state's request for a federal disaster declaration in the wake of Hurricane Ida. In
18: a letter to President Biden, the entire delegation is urging him to approve Governor Tate Reeves' request that would open up individual assistance to eight Mississippi counties and public assistance for 19 counties. Hurricane Ida left over $22 million in damages across the state and resulted in three deaths and 10 injuries following the washout on Highway 26 in Newsdale.
14: For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
6: Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates.
14: Centene subsidiary and contractors in Mississippi control health insurance benefits for about 480,000 Medicaid patients. A dark shadow was cast over the contract when Centene agreed to a $55.5 million settlement after an investigation into whether they'd overcharge for pharmacy benefits. Tim Moore, president of the Mississippi Hospital Association, says that Mississippi True has been working out a partnership with an insurance company out of
6: Ohio. We started looking for somebody that had a little more access in in the, the, the arena of Medicaid and, and insurance coverage mm-hmm. and we were able to find that, the not for profit company. And uh, we'll be announcing that very soon.
14: The town of Bay Springs has a new police chief. Daniel Gilmore was sworn in Tuesday. Thomas Carver will serve as the city of Waveland's new fire chief. He was officially appointed to the position Tuesday after serving as interim chief. He'd been the assistant fire chief since 2014. I'm Kelly Bennett.
12: What's my core value? Equity. Compassion. Compassion. Determination.
6: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi
0: 97.3. Get ready, get ready,
6: to go beyond the
0: headlines. And join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: back, everyone. Hour 3 of Middays, back with you on this Friday Eve. And a beautiful one out there. It is the Mississippi State Fair, of course, is uh, in town as well. Got kicked oh, yeah. off yesterday, I believe. A little less than 12 hours ago. Yeah. Rode by yesterday, saw the uh, all the rides you can see from the interstate as I was traveling back from cruising the coast. In a Mississippi Minute with our good friend Steve Azar, presented by VisitMississippi.org, is uh, coming up today on Super Talk. You'll hear an interview with former hockey star Jack O'Callaghan, who was a member of the 1980 Winter Olympics United States national team that upset the Soviet Union in the Miracle on Ice game. The famous Al Michaels call, of course, 1980. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, presented by VisitMississippi.org. You can hear the show each Thursday and Friday, 1 to 2 p.m., on most of Supertalk Mississippi stations, Supertalk.fm, and available everywhere you listen to podcasts. So I had a good time with Steve yesterday, and uh, interviewed him, of course, had that opportunity and that uh, pleasure. He came on when we had uh, Louis Prima was on as well. That was cool. Flanked by two very accomplished, very talented musicians, that was quite a privilege and an honor. And guess what? We had a good time doing it. It was fun. How about that? You he... thunk it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Louis, of course, performed at a, at a sock hop at the bow last night. Pretty cool. Pretty dang cool. So, uh, we got some more to talk about here. We got more text coming in. I told the folks when Biden was running for office and said he would create, he was saying, I create X number of jobs, people were telling me he he uh, made more than Trump. Talking about jobs. Okay, yeah, yeah. Would make more jobs than Trump. I told them he's going to make government jobs. The people said it's jobs. I said, yeah, it's government jobs that taxes pay the salaries of, so they should just tell me I'm stupid and (laughs) walk off. They would just tell me I'm stupid and walk off. You know, the, uh, the government, in my view, shouldn't be in the business of directly creating jobs. Creating an environment that facilitates the creation of jobs in the private sector I'm all for that but guess what that environment is it's one of low regulations and low taxes and less government intrusion and invasion and control but the leftists don't see it that way you know it can they just go away and go to sleep for a while because the economy is not doing that bad the challenges we have right now are supply chain related and not just from a materials perspective, one of the inputs, of course, into the economy, but from a labor perspective as well, guess what is causing all those problems? You only got one. Government. <laughs> is there any doubt? Is there any doubt? Why are we having all these supply chain problems? Why are people not getting out and going to work? Government. Why is the price of gas at the pump really high? Government. It's true. Why can't we get people off the couch? Government. I know I beat this horse to death. Oh, yeah, you can't say that. You get canceled if you say that. But it's the dang truth. It absolutely is the truth. And so what is Joe's plan? More government. Does it not feel like sometimes they create problems just so they can solve them and then take victory laps and say, Look, we solved these problems. You created them. We wouldn't have had them without you and your policies. I sure hope folks are starting to wake up. The polls suggest that they are. i tell you what we've got to watch closely is this governor's race in Virginia. You've been paying attention to that one, folks. This is a very hotly contested race that involves the uh, that involves uh, Terry McAuliffe, who's the incumbent on the Democrat side, and Glenn Youngkin, and he's the Republican candidate. And the polls show it's neck and neck. If McAuliffe goes down in Virginia, that would in de- indeed be a bombshell. That would be the shot heard round the world. But they're a little worried about it, are the Democrats. And make no mistake, the White House... McAuliffe was the governor until 2018. That's, that's right. Northam is the present governor. Excuse me. He's not the incumbent. He's coming back to run for another term. Yeah, Governor Blackface doesn't have a chance. Right. That would be Ralph Northam. Thank you for correcting that. My bad. Uh, but, and he's, of course, Steve was a big Hillary supporter. McAuliffe, as you recall. So, latest poll numbers show McAuliffe... With 49 percent, this is Emerson College I'm looking at presently, and Youngkin at 48, so clearly within the margin of error. The fact that it's even that close has got to send some shockwaves throughout the White House. Now, Biden himself probably has no clue. That's just as my guess is he's totally unaware of this. But is this not, to a great extent, a referendum on his policies? Of course it is. Is it a harbinger, potentially, of the midterms? Of course it is. Is this maybe, I would like to think, certainly some independents and maybe even some Democrats that are switching over because they're sick of what they're seeing in Loudoun County and Fairfax County, and we've certainly played a number of clips on this program and shared a lot of stories on this program about what is ground zero in this nation that has school districts and public schools at odds and in conflict with parents of children attending those schools because they've gone totally woke and and these school boards these virtuous virtue signaling elitist arrogant School board members have decided upon themselves to implement these radical critical race theory and, and these other uh, COVID mandates in schools that is starting to aggravate folks, and they're speaking up. Even people that would define themselves as, as Democrats are speaking up, and it's having an impact. To the point you guys have probably been keeping up with this that they're calling for the Department of Justice to label parents as terrorists now I recommend that we not group people the way the left does here if there are folks that are speaking out against these policies that are also threatening to harm life and property, that's a problem. Does the DOJ need to be involved in it? No, I don't think it rises to that level. Because they're totally turning their heads and a blind eye to what the hell's happening at the border. They don't care about that. And those who may be coming in from Afghanistan it's being reported there's some bad guys amongst those duh no we got to go after parents in, in schools that i don't know just want to know what is being taught to their kids this is where we've lost sight of the fact that our country is built on the on the concept on the principle of government by the people that these people work these people on these school boards They work for the parents, and it seems to be getting missed. They don't want to hear their point of view. They want everybody to fall in line and to accept what they think kids ought to be taught. And most of it ain't good. kind of goes back to what we started the show off with. Nothing good, nothing positive, nothing fun. Nothing virtuous, nothing noble about this country. Everything bad and systemic racism and evil and wicked and all that horse hockey. Won't let you read To Kill a Mockingbird or Dr. Seuss. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Time for a break here on Middays. Don't forget, stay with us. Earth, Wind, and Fire tickets will be coming up.
9: the seabrookpaint.com weather center i'm bob sullender for all your paint and coating needs go to seabrookpaint.com today sunny skies high near 85 tonight mostly clear conditions low around 63 a beautiful day for your finally friday on tap sunny skies high near 87 friday evening mostly clear low around 64 and looking into saturday sunny skies high near 88 this weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at rj's outboard sales and service at 1208 old fan road rj's outboard sales and service your yamaha outboard dealer in brandon
5: At Clinton Body Shop, we are OEM factory certified with more than 20 national and international manufacturers. In fact, we are Central Mississippi's only Volvo certified auto body repair shop and we are the first BMW certified independent repair facility in the southern region. And our Richland location is Mississippi's only Subaru certified repair facility. Look, if some of the most prestigious automakers in the world certify Clinton Body Shop, shouldn't you choose them for your repair? Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland. Certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. That's ClintonBodyShop.com.
6: Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman
5: Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth.
10: Hey! There's hair on my head again.
5: If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other.
17: Seabrook
9: Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
11: Spillway Diner, your local neighborhood family diner. Known for serving breakfast all day, Monday through Sunday till 2 p.m., They also serve lunch from 11 to 2 each day. And for a limited time, enjoy 20% off lunch on Tuesdays and Thursdays when you tell them you heard it on Super Talk Mississippi. Spillway Diner, where you are greeted with a welcome and a smile. Located on the corner of Spillway and Old Famine. For a full menu and customer reviews, check out Spillway Diner on Facebook.
6: Yellow here with a special invitation to join us weekday mornings 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking.
10: We're rolling.
11: Hit it, go. Lay
10: it.
0: Middays with Gerard Gippert. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Show me that smile, ooh, Show me that smile.
1: Back, everyone. This is midday's. We are on the air, Super Talk Mississippi. We can take Gerard and Rhino in the studio. So, what did uh, Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat candidate for governor up there in Virginia, what did he have to say after he got wind of these polls about
4: Joe Biden?
17: But we got to get Democrats out to vote. We are facing a lot of headwinds from Washington, as you know. The president is unpopular today, unfortunately, here in Virginia, so we have got to plow through.
2: Hmm, he ain't popular in Virginia. <laughs> Doesn't seem like he's very popular anywhere. Yeah. Outside of maybe California and New York.
1: Certainly, uh, according to the Quinnipiac, and Quinnipiac's no right-leaning organization that polled a bunch of conservatives in this regard are Republicans, Right. Not whatsoever. Yeah, it's a problem. And So what has he done good? You know, I've actually asked that of some supporters, left-leaning folks that fully supported. And the only concrete thing I got, I'm being serious here, was he's called more attention to the plight of the LGBTQ community. I promise. That's what their response was. Okay, so nothing about economic conditions, nothing about the border, and nothing about our international situation, nothing about inflation, crime. What happened to those issues? I think that's what people are paying. Inflation ranks at the top. Uh, poll after poll, left, right, middle.
2: Because it hits everybody in the pocketbook.
1: Yeah. No question about it. And folks are paying attention. Everything costs more. The F- The Fed keeps telling us it's transitory. Biden says the reason that the price of gas is up is because of the great economic recovery. has <laughs> spurred demand. It's like, my policies have made folks go out and spend more money. Therefore, they're buying more gas, and that's causing the price to run up. Got nothing to do with shutting down all the drilling leases, the pipeline, paying people not to work, they won't drive the trucks. It's got nothing to do with that. And OPEC, by the way, a couple of days ago said, we're standing pat. This is why the the industry analysts are predicting $100 a barrel, it's, that'd be $22, $21 more than it is today. So what is it that's happening good in that respect? What, what has he done? Made us more woke? That was one of the first executive orders, remember, was to include consideration for one's physical traits and profile and... Across government, that's considered a huge victory. And but but nothing that you can and and I'm using this is both uh, a true statement, a fact, and and a pun. Nothing you can take to the bank, literally, which I think is what most folks are concerned about. And now, like we said, you've got parents across the country at odds with school boards, because the school boards, even Terry McAuliffe, a couple of weeks ago in the debate says, no, I don't think parents ought to be involved in curricula. They they shouldn't have any input into what their children are taught at school. They should have no, no influence, no say. Now, that doesn't mean they literally need to be involved in drafting every textbook and every lesson plan. But you also shouldn't hide it. And that's what they're complaining about. You're hiding it. You won't tell us. And so you got parents showing up with, I got these books out of the library that are promoting pedophilia. Oh, and then they say, remember, we played the tape. Don't talk about that. There are children in here. They're in your library where your children are. What do you got to hide? And then, even though the president says, I'm a capitalist, he appoints this communist to be controller of the currency. That story's getting some legs, Rino, as you've probably seen. This lady went to the University of Moscow on the Lenin scholarship. How could they choose that person to lead, to essentially regulate the banking industry, which she's already stated she wants to end. She wants to end private banks.
2: Well, we've already established the Democrats don't appoint based on what you can do for the position.
1: Not about qualifications or performance or value. Not about
2: which checkbox on the intersectionality worksheet you can check off.
1: And she's something, right? She's, uh, I don't know, she... Well, she's a woman, so that's automatically one check Okay, box. That's one checkbox. But there's something else. Got to be something else in her physical traits,
2: or maybe just the fact that she's socialist. Maybe another checkbox. <laughs> that
1: could be another socialist. There is uh, there is a bit of good woke news, though. Don't have much of that. We talked about this when it happened last year. This UCLA professor, Gordon Klein. This. Uh, It was suggested by a white student. This was last year. This was in 2020. This was after the George Floyd tragedy. Uh, This white student says, you should consider canceling finals, and you also should give some consideration when grading and grade people based on their race not their merit or their accomplishment in the classroom and this white student called on this professor to give higher scores to the black students a true story and it 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 kind of prompted a bit of a, a bit of contention between professor klein he, he teaches that UCLA's Anderson School of Management been there for forty years. The student requested that he grade black students more, quote, leniently because they were traumatized by the situation. He refused, and the university, the university actually suspended him. It's true story. Suspended Professor Klein. That was during the summer of 2020. And he was finally given his job back. But what happened as a result of this incident, like a lot of professors, he consults in the private sector. That's where most of his income comes from. Has a very successful consulting practice. Been doing it since 2008. Also serves as an expert witness in very complex court cases. But they dropped him. His work as a consultant dropped dramatically. So he's suing UCLA And uh, says he wasn't going to change his grading practices. He was going to grade based on merit, based on performance. Imagine that. Based on accomplishment. Based on work perform, work product. Tests, etc. Now what's crazy is, at UCLA, where they're preaching this diversity and inclusion and equity, it's 2% of the student body. I don't know what it's like today, but I spent a fair amount of time there when I lived and worked in Southern California, just because it was a cool place, honestly, back then in the early 80s. I don't hardly remember seeing any black folks in that part of uh, Los Angeles. And so he lost a lot of this work, and now he's suing. I think this is fantastic. Fantastic. I hope he wins $100 million. I really do. The UCLA Anderson School of Management, they actually tweeted back then, said, Respect and equality for all our core principles at UCLA Anderson is essential. It is deeply disturbing to learn of this email, which we are investigating. We apologize to the student. Who received it because Klein wrote back and said, No, I'm going to grade based on merit. And they're apologizing to the student because that was his position in the email he wrote back to the student, requesting that he be lenient in his grading based on race. We apologize to the student and all those who have been as upset and offended by it as we are ourselves. The UCLA School of Management is offended? Oh, my gosh. Bewitched bumping us out of this segment. We'll come back with our Earth, Wind, and Fire ticket giveaway and more talk on middays.
10: Ready, hit, hop, hop. Monster Jackson is in the competition with an all-out savings blitz you'll feel like you just scored a touchdown with the savings we're offering on every new and pre-owned Mazda in stock. Get 0% financing for 36 months on all new monsters That's 0% on every new Mazda in stock. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new Mazda purchase. There will be No false starts when it comes to your credit approval. Our team of credit specialists are here to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade-in? Bring it in. And we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. And buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. So come in today, because we're blitzing the competition and saving you big. Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our own new state of facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today.
7: Mazdaofjackson.com. With your friends,
10: we you for details.
8: This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Ready for fall? Callaway's has everything you need, from beautiful fall color plants, pumpkins, and wheat straw, to trees, shrubs, soils, and mulches. Callaway's has just received another huge shipment of ceramic pots. All sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. We offer bulk soils for do-it-yourself projects. Callaways offers landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaways in Gladstone on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaways is Callaways
11: is everything for home and garden. That's what Callaways is.
17: The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to
9: schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's
14: 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. He wouldn't go into detail, but during an interview with Paul Gallo on Super Talk Mississippi Wednesday, State Auditor Shad White hinted that his office will make some important announcements over the next week. So we're going to see investigations and findings related to some pretty important programs here in Mississippi
8: in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to have to use that as an opportunity to fix problems in those programs
15: and the oversight.
14: Mississippi's congressional delegation is backing the state's request for a federal Disaster declaration in the wake of Hurricane Ida. In a letter to President Biden, the
18: entire delegation is urging him to approve Governor Tate Reeve's request that would open up individual assistance to eight Mississippi counties and public assistance for 19 counties. Hurricane Ida left over $22 million in damages across the state and resulted in three deaths and 10 injuries following the washout on Highway 26 in
14: Newsdale. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
18: This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit Fabrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at
16: msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Hey, this is Stephen with Americans for Prosperity, Mississippi. Do you know how your legislators really voted on the issues that impact you and your family every day? Often, our elected officials campaign on defending your rights and liberties, yet they vote for special interest and irresponsible policies. See how your legislators voted at scorecardms.com to hold them accountable and encourage them to continue advancing the cause of liberty in Mississippi. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity.
0: Okay, is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbons on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: back, everyone. Middays. We're back with you here. So, we're going to get the giveaway in just before we end this segment. But uh, on the c text line, Darren and Jackson, maybe they can get Biden to Virginia to give a campaign speech for the Democrat incumbent. <laughs> he, he's a little worried about... Uh, Joe's standing there in Virginia. That's what the candidate, Terry McAuliffe, former governor of Virginia, stated. He probably got a spanking from Joe, you would think, just on saying that. I don't know. Maybe they kept that from him, his, his inner circle, his inner orbit handlers. Hmm. Carolyn Starvel says, Democrats are trying to communize the government in the country you know to the folks on the left typically when you even mention that and you associate the democrat party with their communist leanings they they get indignant about it they get really bent out of shape but when you nominate somebody to be the controller of the currency that is by her own definition she wrote a paper by the way called the people's ledger I glanced at it a bit, and it really is a a roadmap for transitioning this country to be more like communist China. you, You just can't ignore that that seems to be the direction in which they want the country to go. They won't come quite out and say, let's eliminate private property rights which we kicked the show off with earlier today, talking about cruising the coast. But certainly in terms of cradle-to-grave dependency in that vision, that strategy, and even showing their support for taxing wealth and confiscating wealth, really what it is, even when you haven't earned it, you really don't have anything but paper assets. They want to take a piece of it. I mean, that's communist. Just call it what it is. That uh, it is disturbing at a minimum. So I'm with you on that. On on that, um, Carol, Vicky and Clarksdale wanted to know, wanted to know about a gaming commission feud. Do you know anything about that? I'm not familiar. Something uh, was on Paul's show this morning. Didn't catch that. We'll see what we can find out though. Cade and Belzona sent a photo picking cotton and listening to Super Talk. Yazo City. Beautiful row of cotton there with a blue background, Mississippi October sky. Oh gosh, Rhino, am I talking positive again about the state? Oh shoot. Can't do that. <laughs> Long-time listeners – listeners, excuse me – you guys do a great job. Keep it up. Appreciate that, Kate. Thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for what you're doing there, getting the cotton out of the fields. Certainly Gary in it.
2: Waynesboro on the C Spire text line sent in something. I've seen a lot of people joking about this. But with the uh, with the Department of Justice and the Biden administration wanting to label parents, they get upset with their school boards as terrorists. <laughs> this lady on Twitter, at True American Gal one well, y'all, since I spoke at my school board meeting, I guess I'm a domestic terrorist. When do I get my free military equipment from the government?
1: <laughs> That's, like, perfect. It's so true. Oh, gosh. Uh, Thomas is uh, he's obsessed with uh, Mitch McConnell, who he says is caved on the debt ceiling. It, uh, he Yeah, so Mitch McConnell, if you haven't heard it, he's come up with a plan that he says he'll... Relax the filibuster and let the Democrats pay, uh, paves the way for the Democrats to pass a, a bill, a resolution, if you will, that would raise the debt ceiling and allow the government to borrow money at least through obligations scheduled through December, sometime in December. So. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that exactly. I kind of wish he would have held the line a little bit more, a little bit longer. I think he could have, and this is a a very curious and convoluted uh, contest between the Democrats and the Republicans in in the Senate in particular. The Democrats can raise the debt ceiling right now, but if the Republicans invoke the filibuster, it means that they would have to, to do it through the reconciliation process to pass it on a simple majority and that would be a problem for them because they want to preserve those reconciliation opportunities you're limited in accordance with the rules to so many within a congressional term and that would be the, the two years uh, between house elections so it's, it's political gamesmanship kind of playing around with the rules somewhat. I think that's what's going on there. Uh, it's, it's just in my view. So he's looks like he'll get out of the way. And by the way, that prompted the market to rise rather sharply this morning on that news, just seeing that there's some uh, relief in sight to end that showdown. But
2: the funny money markets are up, too.
1: Yeah, they sure are. Uh, and I think that to a great extent, that's because the the, the prospect of really serious regulation of the crypto markets is uh, seen as a, a more difficult hurdle to to get through there. But we'll see uh, what happens. Hmm. That's yeah, interesting. I still say Virginia, it's something we got to pay close attention to. I, I, I do think that's very telling. I mean, I, I would have never thought a Republican candidate would even get close in Virginia. But this Quinnipiac poll, I do think, tells the story. And again, that's mostly – it's a good cross-section. Republicans, Democrats, and Independents interviewed there or for the poll, polled there. But those results are quite telling, in, uh, in my opinion. And it should have the Democrats shaken. But again, it's kind of hard to find anything that's happened positive. People respond to their pocketbooks, that's the, old, that's the old sort of unwritten political law, is it not, that people vote with their pocketbook. And when the price of everything you buy is going up and expect it to continue to increase, Gosh, it seems every company of any consequence has made announcements of their intent to raise prices. They're not through. You got that situation going on, and, and of course, everybody kind of gauges it by the price of the pump because we all got to have that to get around and to function. The Consumer Price Index, year over year, as of August, that's two months ago. Gas up 42%, used cars and trucks 31%, food 37 overall 5.3%. I mean, this is busting decades-old records in terms of year-over-year year consumer price increases. Interest is still fairly low, the 10 years up to about 1.5% today, and that's what mortgage rates, credit card rates, et cetera, et cetera are all based on, the 10-year Treasury. But the price of houses is through the roof even with materials coming down somewhat, just a supply and demand situation. I wonder how much of that's just driven by, can't get folks to work.
2: I think that's part of it. I think big part of it is, going back to the conversation about China and their rolling blackouts and cutting off power to factories, they're trying to leverage that against the
1: world economy. I think that's true. Uh, the price of natural gas up considerably here in the United States, but up like 500%. I don't think we've seen what could be some very deleterious consequences abroad in particular with shortages of petroleum products, natural gas uh, as well, and used throughout Europe for heating. We haven't gotten to the cold winter months yet. That's going to be a problem. You're going to see some of these socialists out in the streets protesting socialism (laughs) you're gonna see uh, it'll
2: look a lot like the uh, protests against the lock against the lockdowns in Australia recently.
1: Good grief. That's civil war down there. It's gotten wild. That's terrible. Of course the state of California, speaking of that, if you haven't seen they're issuing very strict vaccine mandates and I, I believe it's pretty much anywhere inside. You've got to be vaccinated. I don't even know if a if a test will suffice in that particular case. Have you seen that? That this is just re- of course they've already ordered as Governor Newsom that all school children once once the FDA approves the vaccination for school children. Uh, r- the giveaway for the Earth Wind and Fire tickets. First thing we're going to do when we come back. Thanks for staying with us. Midday's will return.
9: Seafood Outlet. Your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407.
0: We've all heard the old expression, work smarter, not harder. Those words become a reality when you visit Ace Bolton Screw. From tools and accessories to every fastener imaginable, Ace Bolton Screw has everything you need for every job. Register to win a Predator Talon high-performance electric bike valued at $3,000. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Located on Julianne Street, just off Gallatin and Jackson, right off 555 at the Gluckstadt exit, and coming soon to Highway 49 in Richland.
3: Nicely done, beef. When football fans everywhere cheer for their team, they're cheering for you too. Because your savory snacks fuel the gridiron battle. With your tasty sliders, hearty chilies, and drool-worthy
6: steaks, every option is an MVP. Most valuable protein. So gather around the TV and get cooking at beefitswhatsfordinner.com. Funded by beef farmers and ranchers.
5: Here's an important message from Clyde DeChamp, EMS Board Representative to the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance.
0: Mississippi has a serious paramedic shortage. Are you looking for a career change? Do you want to do something more meaningful? Paramedics literally hold people's lives in their hands on a daily basis. We're not talking about driving fast, we're talking about interpreting EKGs, administering medications that stabilize failing hearts raise blood pressures and relieve chest pain. We're talking about performing medical procedures that can literally make a difference between life and death. If you think you might be ready for a career change, it's time to join the ranks of Mississippi's healthcare heroes, making a difference on the front lines of emergency care.
2: The Mississippi Healthcare
0: Alliance urges you
6: to visit mshealthcarealliance.org for a complete listing of community
2: colleges that offer paramedic training.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk, Mississippi. Ah, it's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbard. Mm. Come on, let's get on with the show! Yes. On Super Talk, Mississippi. <laughs>
2: I have to pull out the spooky TV theme songs for
10: (laughs) spooky season. Oh, man. (laughs) Welcome
1: back. Uh, Oh, gosh, we're having fun again. We can't do that. We just got told that by one of our listeners. (laughs) We're more interested in sound bites. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Real quick, let's give
2: away these tickets. Yeah, let's do it. Because we got a a concert, Earth, Wind, and Fire, on October 16th, so nine days away. They're going to be at the Brandon Amphitheater in Brandon, and tickets for the show are already on sale. You can pick them up at Ticketmaster.com, or you can go to the Brandon Amphitheater box office. But right now, you got a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Earth, Wind, and Fire, and all you got to do is be the 19th person. To text in to the ceasefire text line, that number, 601-879-4395. Be the 19th person to text in the word WIND, W-I-N-D. And you'll win a pair of tickets to see Earth, Wind, and Fire on October
1: 16th at the Brandon Amphitheater Box. There you go. E-W-N-F, baby. Our good friend up in Columbus, Jeff Smith, says government jobs create no wealth. The paychecks of government workers, unlike private sector earnings, do not turn over three to eight times in the local economies. That is uh, true, and that research has also been uh, proven. Also, the Bank of America, you guys know who they are. Yesterday they said that they have raised their US minimum hourly wage to 21 bucks and they're going to 25 bucks an hour. $25 in 2025, $21 today. The other thing that caught my eye about this is that they are requiring all of their vendors to also adhere and pay this minimum wage of $21 an hour. You want to do business with Bank of America? You, as a vendor to BOA, have to pay at a minimum $21. How about that? And guess what? No government involved in that. How about that? They raised it $21. To $21. And. It wasn't compelled by government. funny how that works sometimes. Maybe the market had something to do with that. Interesting. Since when have Democrats worried about the rules, talking about the filibuster rule? (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. A little tough to get away with that up there in the U.S. Senate. A little more difficult Bernie on the other hand he's saying there's two senators holding up the entire transformation of the country to his idea of America here we go but two people do not have the right to sabotage what 48 want and what the president of the United States want that to me is wrong
2: I'm Bernie Sanders give me all your money
1: (laughs) I can't do math because 52
2: is not less than 48 (laughs)
1: Uh, Is that just the dumbest
2: thing you've ever
1: heard there? Oh, gosh. That's appealing
2: to the lowest common denominator voter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and Rhino says that because our friendly troll here, he said that our show, that what we talk about, appeals to the lowest common denominator voter. Uh, He took a pretty good shot at, uh, at the old show here. And, you know, my response to that is, I do this because I enjoy it. I enjoy working with you. I enjoy being part of the Super Talk family. And I understand if you don't like the show, as Rhino says, they've got two knobs on, on your radio. Turn it off. You don't have to worry off. about it anymore. And as long as I want to continue to do this, and as long as management will have, have me, we'll keep doing it. And the good news is, for everyone, we get like this. I get 100 positive. That's the great thing about Mississippi and, I think, discerning Mississippians. What this person doesn't understand, which is fundamental, is this is a business. This is a business. And the market will tell you if it ain't working. Last I checked, we got plenty of advertisers. I don't think they're bolting on us. You just don't get it.
2: broadcasting.
1: Exactly.
2: Not solo casting.
1: Exactly. And this is an opinion show. Don't like the opinion? Go listen to something else.
2: We do have a winner from the 601. Just waiting to hear back from them so I can confirm it with them.
1: And Rhino, he says, you need to be a real human being, me and you. Be real human beings rather than soundbite pushers. I want to be a real boy. <laughs> Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to the winner of the ew tickets. We're going to be back in the studio again tomorrow. It will be Friday, y'all. Stay safe and God bless everyone.